You're not giving me easy questions, man. I thought we're going to start with some casual conversations about, you know, uh, marketing, what B2B SaaS companies to be made. You know, going so. for it. <laughs> You're going for it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 28 of B2B SaaS Marketing Snacks. Today, we are talking about BDRs and SDRs and their roles in growing marketing organizations. If you're not familiar with the terms or the acronyms, BDR stands for Business Development Representative and SDR stands for Sales Development Representative. BDRs tend to be more on the outbound prospecting side of things. Um, if you think about Stein's um, analogy in the book, they would be the, the hunters, so to speak. And the SDRs tend to be the, the gatherers. So they handle the inbound traffic the people who are coming in hot to your website, raising their hands, saying they want to speak to sales, the SDR will do the qualification and kind of start the, uh, the sales process and eventually move them on to a more senior salesperson to kind of handle things. And so today we talk a lot about um, what they should be responsible for and who they should report to. Is it sales or is it marketing? Um, we talk about the metrics they should be used uh, to, to manage their performance and if the BDR function can be outsourced. And if you're going to outsource it, the things that you need to have in place. And then lastly, what you can do to set your BDR up for success and ultimately your BDR team as a whole. Let's get into it. Okay, maybe we can just start by I can ask you, um, how do you see the BDR role kind of fitting into a marketing organization. We talk a lot about, you know, building your your marketing foundation and your go to market, but we don't we haven't talked a lot about how BDRs and SDRs kind of fit into that equation. You know, there's some conversation about who should manage them. Should it be the marketing team or the sales team? And uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of just how you see that role fitting into everything. Yeah, it, it is some of these functions that sits between marketing and sales and it can there's many reasons to manage it on either side of that fence uh, or to manage it together even. Uh, first of all, there's a ton of acronyms out there uh, that can get very confusing. It's actually one of our best performing blogs on the website, uh, Mike, just to explain how to think about these terms, SDR, BDR. And there are other terms like inside sales rep or sales desk uh, uh, team member or sales intern, right? There's so many other terms than SDR, sales development rep, and BDR, business development rep. Those, by the way, are very confusing in themselves because in most uh, companies, SDR, sales development rep, is actually used for a role that's not as sales focused. That's often more about following up on inbound leads that come in, people you know, filling out a form on the website. And then SDRs are typically the more junior sales resource who follow up with those inquiries. So there's not really a lot of selling going on. Mm -hmm. It's mostly a low friction enablement of someone who's already indicated a need, they're problem aware, they filled out a form on your website and they just want to get help to either buy your product or get a demo. Uh, so sales development rep might not be the right term for that, but it's what's used most of the time. And then the BDR business development rep is actually often used for um, a more sales-like role where there is more 
active selling involved. BDRs are typically more uh, trained, more experienced than SDRs, and they're able to do objection handling, to seek for pain, to do solution selling, all at a relatively uh, transactional mechanical level still, following mm -hmm. scripts, following guides, um, and doing outbound calls and prospecting. So they're not account executives by any means who do real advanced solution selling and you know, does this opportunity fit what we do? And do we want to win this? Can we win this, et cetera? That's later in the funnel. So BDRs don't do that, but they're definitely more of a sales resource, even while the acronym says BDR business development. So that, you know, SDR, BDR, why is it flipped like that? Um, I think Salesforce at some point started to use the terms like this. SDRs were more there, um, and R, I think, I don't think it changed. Their junior junior sales academy, um, uh, like people straight out of college who learn to do sales by following up on inbound leads. And as they get better at that, they become BDRs, which is a more advanced, higher paid role uh, where more sales um, skills are um, being um, showcased. Uh, so let me stop there. That's a quick uh, sort of a quick intro to the topic, and it's a big, it's a deep topic, you know, as we go into what does it mean for marketing, etc. Yeah, and so I guess the the biggest question that I think comes from that is because there's a there's a lot of overlap between I can see BDRs and SDRs fitting both into sales and marketing. They kind of cross over between the two of them, um, and I have seen SDRs and BDRs report to uh, the marketing function and the sales function in different instances. What do you think is the, do you have any opinions on who they should report to or kind of how that should, how that should work? Yeah, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with who is responsible for creating the revenue value of your pipeline in your company. If marketing owns most of that pipeline generation, then they often want to do both inbound marketing, where you need SDRs to follow up on um, on those leads. And by the way, side note, speed is incredibly important when you think of inbound. When someone is shopping around, someone is actively searching for a solution, they're typing in their query into Google, and they fill out a form, chances are they're also filling out a form on another website of your competitor, right? They typically get a couple of search results and they may actually, especially if they're in need, they may fill out a form with your competitor as well. And then whether the SDR actually gets back to them within minutes versus within hours actually really, really matters. It's not just you know, conversion rates go up. Conversion rates are kind of binary at that point because the the prospect might only want to do a demo, have a conversation with one company at a time. So if your SDR follows up within a couple of minutes and your competitor in a couple of hours, then the competitor might not even get the call, right? Mm -hmm. So just a side note, speed, 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 and minutes versus hours is really, it's not just about, you know, within a day. I think that's often people think, hey, if my SDRs get yeah. back to it in 24 hours, that's fine. No, not fine. Yeah, I've definitely heard stories where people have actually just removed a solution from their list of consideration because someone else followed up faster and they're yeah. just because when somebody's looking they're ready to move they want to move right now and they're usually they're they want to implement it as soon as possible so if you can be the first to respond and get them through the you know that process the better for sure yeah and the more mature the category the more important this becomes right because there will be multiple um, solutions available multiple vendors um, the customer, the prospect is already 
able to educate themselves pretty well. So they're at the point, they're much closer to the buying moment in the pipeline than uh, in a less mature market. So anyway, so speed's super important. So if marketing owns the funnel, the revenue generation of the funnel, they will own inbound and they will care about having SDRs and controlling them so that that follow-up happens fast. But they also maybe want to do outbound. Right, and outbound, not to be confused with ABM, account-based marketing. So account-based marketing is about a very targeted effort to market to known accounts and people within those accounts that fit your ICP. And in the what we do at Kalungi, that is often an out. We, we use outbound mechanics to go after those um, those identified accounts because a lot of our customers are in early stage growth. And they're creating a category. So a lot of those ideal customers don't necessarily know about even the problem that we're solving, right? That our customers. So we do a lot of outbound. But outbound and account-based marketing are different things. We we often combine them, but you can do account-based marketing in a completely inbound world as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to separate those. But let's say you're the marketing leader and you want to do outbound. Then having control over those outbound resources, the BDR team is going to do the outbound, you know, emailing, social media outreach, calling sometimes, um, or even you know, outbound at an event, right? Trying to find your ideal customer prospects where they are. The marketing wants to own that if they're held accountable for pipeline growth. Um, but there are a lot of companies where that's uh, with the pipeline. Accountability is spread out a little more evenly mm-hmm. and where the marketing leader only owns, for example, inbound. And there is a separate executive, maybe the sales leader, who owns the sort of outbound prospecting part and they manage the BDR team. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you think of the BDRs as being your early stage talent development pool for account executives, then for that team to be owned by your sales leader is fine. Uh, I actually think that the SDR, BDR, um, academy, let's call it that, that you could invest in as a company is a great way to develop both sales talent, but also customer success managers, potentially. Uh, SDRs who not maybe have a knack for proactive outbound prospecting and, and, and doing maybe a little more of an aggressive you know, sales conversation might be your, your ideal customer success manager candidates, right? So it's a great way to develop talent and in even you know things like partner managers uh, or other you know roles in the marketing team could be could be fed from this uh, team. So yeah, they can manage. They can be managed by sales by marketing. Um, depends totally on who owns the number that they're trying to contribute to. And in terms of holding a BDR team accountable for results, what are the kind of metrics that you look at? Um, I know obviously you have the downstream, you have pipeline and new deals created and MQLs and things like that. But I think there's a lot of companies that try to systematize a BDR team. You know, I think I've definitely had uh, scenarios where um, clients are, they lean towards the direction of wanting to build out a large BDR team and kind of goal them on number of dials, number of emails, number of people they've reached out to. Um, so I know that's, that's one way of doing it, but I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on how, how you would manage your BDR team in terms of results and weekly kind of cadence, check-ins, performance, reviews, et cetera. 
I'm going to insult a couple of people here, Mike, and I'm going to insult myself because I was a sales leader at some point at Microsoft in the Netherlands, and I, I'm pretty lazy. And, and a lot of salespeople I discovered are also very lazy. The best ones are the laziest. Um, so if you know that, and you know that even when you hire relatively junior SDRs, BDRs, that the ones who are maybe seeking the path of least resistance are the ones who might be actually the most suited to do this job long-term uh, because they're gonna be really sharp and smart in how to get to the results with the, you have the least friction, right? With the least amount of effort. Sure, fewest clicks. Yeah, and that's, that's what you want. That's actually where your best salespeople often come from with that type of DNA. Uh, so that means that when you manage a team like that, you need to be aware that managing activities on a relatively short uh, time frame, like daily calls, meetings uh, scheduled, emails sent out, are actually helpful metrics to especially get uh, relatively young junior resources in these roles uh, to set them up for success. Because it's not something they're going to you know, do by themselves. It's a little bit, of, it's where you as a manager can help them the most to drive some of the discipline, like a daily schedule, like I said, apart couple of hours in the morning to do research, then I do a couple of hours in the morning to, to send out emails, then, and, and ideally, of course, they learn what are the times of the day that are most effective to do that in your category, right? Sure. Depending on what category you're in, whether it's making phone calls, reaching out over social media, what days of the week are most effective to do some of those things. But, but holding them accountable at the activity level earlier in the funnel, I think is very, is very helpful with, with these more junior sales resources. Of course you want revenue contribution, but it's gonna be so hard for them to immediately impact that. That sort of managing, even how often do they log into your CRM system? How many notes do they make into the CRM system? There's some fantastic tools these days to help you manage a lot of those things. Things like Gong, where you get sales call analytics and you can coach people. And these types of software get so sophisticated now they can listen for the use of certain words. How much is the salesperson talking versus the prospect? So I would go to a lot of those technical metrics, some provided by these tools. Um, to um, to manage the team, uh, Mike. Speed of follow-up for SDRs sure. is another one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So there are some things in marketing that you can outsource, I think, right? There's, especially as when you're just getting started, you can kind of get away with, um, you know, filling in the gaps a little bit here and there with, you know, design or paid search if you're just getting started. Eventually you want to bring those thing in, things in-house if you're building a full team as you're scaling out. Um, how do you think about outscaling or outsourcing a BDR or SDR function? Does that does that work? Is that something that you've seen in the past? It's really interesting for us as Kalungi to um, to come across this situation because, of course, our clients have felt comfortable to outsource their marketing function to us, where we take accountability for marketing results. For sales, it's a little harder, actually. I think. Some of the, at, at the surface, a lot of the same challenges are there that you have with marketing agencies, right? Can you, can you see results early enough to warrant the ROI so that's visible? And with Columbia, we do a lot of work to, to make that tangible, right? Through OKRs and, and signing up for outcomes like MQLs and, and, and lead volume. For sales, it's harder to find agencies to do that. Most agencies that do outsourced sales support, BDR, prospecting, 
also ask you to commit for six months, for a year. Um, that's often a red flag or yellow flag at least. Like, hey, uh, why do I need to, why can't they just prove in a couple of months that it's good ROI and then I can just renew? It's like Zoom Info, right? All these list building tools that they want you to sign up for a year. Why, why is that? Because probably after two, three months, you'll find out that you don't need it as much as you thought. Um, so it's, with outsourced sales, it's a little similar. So you got to be really clear on what you're trying to outsource. In the case of outsourced um, prospecting or sales, um, sales work, outbound sales activities, it is one of the following or a combination. You outsource the recruiting of great salespeople. It's hard to find good salespeople. Best salespeople are not going to be available on the market, right? They get paid the most money um, by your uh, competitors. And it's going to be very hard to actually recruit good salespeople. They're usually not available. If salespeople are looking for a job, there's a reason for that, right? And so that's one. So how, how can you outsource the recruiting of good salespeople? There are agencies out there that do a really good job at this. They they make it their their superpower to go into colleges, universities to really find early stage um, sales talent and develop those. So that's the second thing you then outsource to them, the training part of training good SDRs, BDRs. A lot of these skills are, are transferable between all the different industries that are you know, B2B SaaS companies target. So I think outsourcing the recruiting and training and then the initial coaching of junior sales talent is a very solid option. Then when it comes to managing them ongoing and holding a sales team like that accountable for results, that gets a little trickier. I think it's good to outsource it if you don't know exactly how much capacity you need or you're testing a certain new segment or a new market. So you're not ready to commit to full-time hires. But the moment you are, when you know kind of, hey, I, I do need this BDR function for the long term or SDR, I don't believe there are really great outsourced options. I've, I've tried a couple. Mm -hmm. We've not had much success with them. Uh, some of them do the marketing side really well, the outbound, you know, emailing and it's like the communication. But that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about the actual individual, the people to do the follow up on the sales calls. Sure. I've not seen that really being outsourced very well. Because I think when you have really good talent that some of these agencies would hire and develop, those, because they're lazy salespeople, <laughs> they want to optimize their own earnings. So the moment they get some form of success, they're out of there and they, they apply for jobs with, with companies where they can make the most commission. And, and of course, that's, that's always going to be better if they work direct for these companies because then there's no agency roaming off 10, 20, 30% of that. I would also imagine that there's a lot to be said about it. If you're not internal, you don't get a really great understanding of the product and really learn the customers and understand the use cases and the pains and things like that. And I think that so much of that, the sales process is predicated on truly understanding it and having those conversations with customers, seeing how they use the product, seeing where they struggle and like being a part of the marketing, customer success, um, product ecosystem where I just don't think, I, I mean, I'm skeptical of outsourcing a, a BDR for that reason, unless you have like a really good playbook, not one that's, here's our messaging framework, um, build a couple emails, but like almost if you have a very clear checklist of things that they could do when they're prospecting, like, sorry, this is a little bit tangential, but um, for example, like I get a lot of cold emails, I'm sure you do too, I'd say 95% of them 
feel like templated emails where it's just regurgitating things and I can tell that somebody just kind of copied off of a, a messaging framework or something that was canned for them. There are a couple that really stand out and those are the ones where they actually add value and they, um, they show me something that is not necessarily their product, but they teach me something. So here's an example. Someone reached out to me last week. They're a podcast agency. Um, the founder, it didn't need to be the founder. It could have been anybody, but he sent me an email and in the email was a three minute Loom video. And he clicked through our profile on Spotify and went through a few things and, and pointed out specific areas where we could be doing better, right? He's giving me learnings, things that I can take away right now. And then on top of that, he's then saying like, I can, I have a few more, take a call with me and I'm happy to share those with you. And the service obviously is like a podcast growth agency. So that was one where I really felt like I remember that one and I, he, he lives rent free in my head right now. And I don't think that you can do a, an outsourced BDR function unless you can give somebody a very specific set of things to go click through um, and they really understand the dynamics of how the product could add value to somebody and you give value first. And I just don't know if you can do that with someone who isn't internal. If that makes sense. I almost see it as like, it's kind of like content marketing when you outsource content. I think there's a lot of content agencies that will give you very generic things that are geared more towards SEO than actually adding value. Um, so you have to be careful about that one. And I see this in a similar, similar vein. That's the ultimate goal, Mike, to find a BDR who can live inside your head. <laughs> there you go. You're right. I think with marketing, there are a lot of one-off tasks that need to be done for a company. So outsourcing, that makes a ton of sense. But with a BDR, especially when you want someone to become maybe your best account executive over time, building up domain knowledge, understanding your customer sort of segment and speak, learning to speak their language is invaluable, right? So yeah, as soon as you outsource some of that, you'll get more of a vanilla uh, approach. And sometimes that's fine. If you just need a quick blitz, you need capacity, your leads are not being followed up at all. And you need just some people to make sure that that happens, that you, you, you hit those FDR response times, mm -hmm. then it might be good to outsource it. Sure. We also find agencies who will do pay for performance. I have not found any uh, in the world of BDR or sales outsourcing uh, because they'll. it's just like with marketing agencies, right? It's hard to control all the variables. You know? right. Do they control if you have product market fit or not, right? If the okay. segment you're in is, you know, how mature is that segment? How easy is it to sell versus the competition? And, but for marketing, if you actually control some of those things like positioning, we do sign up for results, but for sales, it's, it's just, it's much harder. Um, I believe that the content marketing analogy that you make is good. Uh, it's funny. You see now there are reverse, uh, like a reverse of the Google search engine. There are now content marketing tools that allow you to just put in a couple of keywords and the tool will generate the content, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, with artificial intelligence and the quality of that is actually getting better and better really, really fast. So I can imagine that tools like Gong and other tools who do sales conversation coaching and, and use AI, artificial intelligence to analyze those calls, soon will maybe be ready to have a robot version of a BDR, an SDR, right? To, and those will be fine maybe to do some quick follow-up, to just allow someone who's not able to, to get their answers 
uh, the questions to their answers to and, and, and to do it more like a chatbot almost, a BDR, SDR that is in a chatbot um, type of format. Some prospects actually might find that, prefer that over a human being. Yeah, sure. Um, but that can only be one make part of your mix, right? You need those individuals, the real people who learn, you know, your category, understand you, who can do the research that you mentioned, right? To, to be very thoughtful in their outreach. Yeah, and that's a very different job. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted to add on, on BDRs, SDRs? It's all about good talent development and we, we talk about a lot when we have our CMOs manage young marketing teams about situational leadership. Uh, using the right leadership style um, to manage, you know, people who are doing, doing something for the first time, right? S1, S2 for people who are doing a task for the first time. You need a lot of instruction and handholding versus delegating to team members who are, you know, very um, confident and capable of doing a certain task. That is extremely applicable for a young SDR BDR team. And I always like to coach when I when I have the function in my marketing organization to coach the team with very specific instructions with a BDR playbook that has you know, voicemail scripts, uh, call guides, uh, objection handling sheets, right, all those things. And it's cool if you do this from the marketing perspective, it really allows you to do a lot of message testing to confirm your positioning, to learn from that, to see what works in, when your BDRs and SDRs have these conversations. What is the messaging that, you know, maybe is not as helpful. And use that also to improve your messaging framework. So maybe it's kind of a final thought. And you know, be very um, aware uh, of the type of management style, leadership style you use with junior resources. Uh, be ready to give them a lot of tools, uh, implement templates, and, and le learn from those also by you know testing your marketing assets and, and lead magnets and messaging. Yeah. And have, you should invest in an SDR, BDR team. Maybe it's the last comment because it's a great way to develop your talent for your full commercial organization.